This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. Eight minutes before seven on the Power Breakfast. So, the largest poll yet testing a voter sentiment shows the most South Africans want to vote in this year's general elections uh, in numbers not seen since 1994. Like three previous polls, it found that the governing ANC is waning in popularity and will garner uh, only 39% of the votes if the elections were held tomorrow. An analysis late last year by the Inclusive Society Institute, an independent think tank that advises uh, the ANC, gave it 48% of the vote in a medium turnout of voters. By law, the national and provincial elections must take place by August this year. Now, the latest uh, survey that we're going to be discussing uh, interviewed 9,000 people uh, um, and as in a, bus, it's a baseline survey by the Virtual University's professor of Urban Governance, David Everett, for char- for Change Starts Now. That's Roger Jardine's startup political movement. But let's uh, speak to independent election analyst Michael Atkins, who joins us on the line. Good morning to you, and thank you so much for your time. Good morning. And thank you very much. I appreciate you taking a call. Um, let me ask you, first of all, you know, the outcomes of these surveys, uh, to what extent, uh, you know, uh, they tell the whoever commissions them what they want to hear because i've just quoted here a survey by uh, the inclusive society institute which was done for the anc which put picked them at about 48 percent uh and now we see this uh, uh survey done by you know for change starts now which uh, puts the anc at 39 uh, percent to what extent um do they tell the piper um, who pays the you know the or rather who pays the peso? Um, which way to go? Look, I think the real question is to look at the methodology mm. of the particular survey. Mm. So, this late survey, obviously, any new uh, survey needs to be unpacked. We need to uh, see the details, and most of us are not very familiar with the different statistical factors going into it. It can be how the questions are framed. It can be how the responses are grouped and described. So uh, it's very difficult at first glance to say for any particular survey, that's great, that's not great. This survey does appear from first reading to be a very thorough survey, the the 9,000 respondents. Uh, we are a very diverse country, and any survey that doesn't take into account our geographical diversity, mm. language, etc., socioeconomic, this is this looks solid. It looks thorough. Mm. So, rather than saying, are, are, are they giving the outcomes that the sponsors are asking mm. for? We should say, is the methodology good? Is it solid? Let's give those numbers a good sort of shaking down mm. to see if they, they actually work. Okay. 
Uh, in as far as sample size goes, 9,000 respondents, uh, how does that rank? They are rating it uh, as um, the, the biggest uh, survey so far. I don't know whether that means their biggest uh, survey or generally. I mean, in terms of a sample size, how does 9,000 go? Look, this is, this is probably the, the, the largest survey of, of voting intention that, that we've seen. Mm. Um, so that from that side, it's, it's looking good. You know, one should get people qualified in statistics and in this field to give you a highly informed mm. uh, viewpoint, unpacking the, their methodology and digging into their, their own descriptions. Mm. But at first glance, it's looking very good in terms of how solid it is. Mm. They say face to they they make a point of saying that these were face to face interviews conducted in November December. 2023 with 280 enumerators. To what extent does that actually change uh, or, or, or influence um, the kind of um, information that you come up with or the outcomes of a, of a survey, whether it was done in person or it was done over the phone? Look, I mean, you, you've got... Um, uh, there's a lot of factors, as I say, in a diverse society mm. with very different economic circumstances. Uh, you the face to face is clearly going to be a more secure more solid method mm. of getting um of getting the information mm. because it, it's you don't know what factors are going to uh affect people who can take calls who you know mm. who are reached over the phone mm. so w- without casting aspersion on other surveys we can have quite a lot of confidence in the uh, a survey done in this way. Now, having a look at the outcome or what they, they what they've come up with here in terms of the I've just quoted what they've uh, said about the ANC too. Well, there seems to be a general pattern emerging from a lot of these surveys that have been published recently that suggest that the, the ANC will definitely fall to where they, you know they are where they were last time or will fall below fifty percent. But I must say this is uh, the lowest I've seen them put. Uh, how does it stack up? I mean, is there something that we can read? Is it, in fact, is that even a something we sh- an exercise we should be going into in terms of comparing what the various surveys are saying, or each one should be taken on its own merit, so to speak? Look, each survey, in my view, should be taken on its own merits. Uh, what this survey is showing is a pattern. It's showing a direction of movement. Yeah. The a question in the survey, there was a certain percentage refusing to answer mm. and a certain percentage saying don't know. So again, it's worth digging into how the, the authors of the, the, the survey and report mm. would attribute that particular support. Mm. So, you, you, you know, you've got uh, around, uh, I forget the exact numbers, but around 10% mm. are saying Either that they don't know, or they are—they—they're they, not—they're declining to answer. So, how that gets described would have a big impact on uh, the final conclusions to be drawn. But the, the clear—the clear pictures are on these figures: the EFF is strong, mm. and the ANC is weak. Mm. But what we are seeing is some of the new entrants 
for example, it would be interesting to see Action SA mm. uh, in in that lot. They have an established presence at local government level. Certainly, Action SA is strong in Gauteng. So if there was a regional breakdown, that would be interesting to watch. And then, obviously, there are new entrants such as Rising Zanzi and Build One South Africa, and we can't see in that data what what showing there is. Albeit that we must remember this is November, December, and we're mm. now in February. Mm. Mm. Okay, very interesting. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Michael Adkins, uh, for coming on. I appreciate your time. Sure, thank you. He's an independent elections analyst. Very interesting things that are coming out of all the various surveys. It is right now 7 o'clock. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.